I imagine that you might feel like a few of my clients I have at the moment where you feel really frustrated that you always use the same words all the time. They're right, they're correct words, but you just feel like, well, can't I just use some other words or maybe something that sounds a little bit more advanced, a little bit more natural. You kind of bore yourself, really, don't you? Sometimes when you use the same words, you think, well, maybe I could do a little bit better. Perhaps you imagine a colleague in your team that you feel speaks perfectly or really well and they always sound really good, like they have these little words that sound really native and natural. I don't know whether you're imagining somebody in your head here, but normally there's somebody, right, who's a reference for you. And that's kind of your, you're like, I'd really, I'd really love to speak like them. It's true that comparing yourself too much is probably not going to be very productive because who knows how they've learned English or how much time they've spent in order to get there. And there's a really nice quote I like actually from Jordan Peterson, which is compare yourself to who you were yesterday rather than somebody else today. One of the ways that you can improve your vocabulary or not use the same words all the time is introduce more phrasal verbs. Phrasal verbs tend to be something that maybe you don't learn right at the beginning because you're just kind of trying to get started and, and get using some words. But once you've kind of got a good base, you can start to add in more phrasal verbs. Today, we're going to continue our series looking at business phrasal verbs, and I'm going to walk you through three more advanced phrasal verbs that use the preposition about. By the end of the episode, what I hope you should have is a good grip on what these phrasal verbs mean, what context you're likely to hear them, and also some really clear examples. And that's really the first step. The first step is you need to understand what the phrasal verb is. Give it some context. When do you use it? When am I going to hear it? This is the first step in order to start using these types of words. Lots to get through today, so let's crack on, shall we? Hello and welcome to Confident Business English with Anna. I've designed this podcast especially for you if you are an international professional, but you lack confidence communicating in English in some area, but you want to work really hard to improve. If you find the episodes really beneficial and you feel like you learn a lot from them, I think you're really going to love my weekly newsletter called Communicate Confidently. If you want to sign up and join nearly 3,000 people that also get this newsletter every single week, all you have to do is go to the link in the description box of this episode on whatever podcast platform you're listening to, click the link and sign up. Right, phrasal verbs. As I mentioned in the beginning, one of the big frustrations you probably have is you feel like you use the same words all the time. And then specifically with phrasal verbs, there's always that issue where some phrasal verbs are, are much easier to understand and use than others. Speed up, slow down, turn up. These are some of the classic phrasal verbs that are quite literal. So it's quite easy to understand them and, and use them, I would say. But on the other hand, there's phrasal verbs which make absolutely no sense whatsoever. And that makes them much harder to understand and also much harder to use. One that comes into my mind right now is to come up with, to come up with an idea, to come up with a plan. We just, if you just looked at that on a piece of paper, you'd be like, well, I'm not really sure what that means. 
this is a really difficult thing with advanced phrasal verbs because you've really got to build in the context because they don't help you with what they contain. The elements don't help you, so you've got to build the context around it to understand it. Let's get started then with our phrasal verbs for today. Just a warning in advance, these are more advanced phrasal verbs that I've chosen for you today. They're really common in business English, which is why I've selected them, but they are more advanced. So I'm not expecting you to listen to this podcast today and then as soon as you've listened to the episode, you're going to start using all of these fluently and you're going to throw it in in your next meeting tomorrow with your boss. Really, the first step, as I said in the introduction, is just getting a good grip and an understanding of what they mean. And that's a two for one, really, because it's going to help you potentially use it in the future, but also understand what people are saying. If you're listening to this episode and you're at a more intermediate level, then your goal from today can be to learn the definitions and understand what they mean. And if you're maybe at a more advanced level, it could be to maybe use one of them at a minimum. I just want to be really clear about that. You know, I'm not expecting you to listen to one episode and that's it. You're done. It's a process. And the first step is going through these, walking you through them, giving you a little bit more context and then you can take it away and, and do what you like with it. Just in terms of understanding, maybe that's all you want to do with this, which is great. Or maybe you want to try using them, in which case also fine. Right. Phrasal verbs with about. Let's start with the first one. And I'm going to begin with giving you some context. Then I'm going to go into a brief explanation, give you some examples and also some extra information to help you. Setting the scene. Imagine. You're in a meeting, a planning meeting, let's say, and you and your colleagues, you're, you have to think about how to carry out a specific task, how to deal with it. One of your colleagues that's based in Manchester, let's say, in the north of England, they unmute their mic. You're in your team's meeting. They unmute their mic. You're getting ready. You're like, oh, I don't know what they're going to say. And they ask a question to all of the people in the group. And they say, well, what do you think? How do you think we should go about this? And you're like, uh, yeah, understood the how do you think, but not the go about bit. Maybe a bit of panic. You're like, okay, what does that mean? I think I understand from the context, but I'm not sure exactly what they're trying to say. Do they mean how do we do this? How do we deal with it? Like, what are they trying to say? The good news is that even though this phrasal verb is a little bit more advanced, it's actually pretty straightforward. If somebody asks you, how do we go about this? What they're asking you is, how should we carry this out? How should we do it? It could be used to talk about how to begin a task, maybe how to deal with one that you've already got on the table right now or begin an activity, or carry on with an activity, whatever it is, the key thing is, go about is essentially do. It's a very fancy way of saying that. But again, remember that when you're speaking with native speakers, they will use a lot of these terms because it's just more natural to us. It's not right or wrong. It's not better or worse. It's just a little bit more natural. You need to be ready for us to use these type of phrases if you work with native speakers a lot. Imagine then another colleague says, well, I think we need to go about it like this. 
what they're saying is, I think we need to do it like this. I think we need to carry it out like this. Sounds complicated. It's more advanced, but it's actually a pretty straightforward meaning. I'm going to put some more examples in the newsletter and some other tips about how to use this phrasal verb. But in a nutshell, that's what it is. The next phrasal verb we're going to have a look at is all about causing change. I'd like to give you another example here, and this one's a little bit different. I want you to imagine that somebody is giving a presentation about your industry or sector. Maybe they're going to talk about what has happened over the last few years, or perhaps maybe even the forecast for the next few quarters. In this particular presentation, they're they're talking about the past, and they want to focus on the change that was caused by the pandemic, okay? All of us live through the pandemic. It's a really common thing that people talk about, even nowadays. And imagine in this presentation, they say, the pandemic brought about huge changes in our industry. Maybe when you hear this, you think, okay, well, I I guess they just mean big changes, right? I mean, basically, that's what they're trying to say. And you would be right. That is essentially what they're saying. And the phrasal verb they're using is to bring about. The pandemic brought about, of course, in the past tense is a horrible little irregular verb there. The pandemic brought about huge changes. Again, this is another one that sounds more complex than it actually is. To bring about or for something to bring about something else is to cause something to happen. The pandemic brought about a lot of changes. Just means the pandemic caused a lot of changes. And it could even be in the future as well. It's not always about the past. Imagine if you're talking about your marketing strategy, for example, and you think that the new marketing strategy is expected to bring about a significant increase in brand awareness. What you're basically saying is the marketing strategy is expected to cause a big increase in brand awareness. Or maybe you're talking about your supply chain management, streamlining the process. If you're not familiar with that verb, streamline is to optimize, especially when we're talking about processes. It's a beautiful verb. I love it. Streamlining our supply chain management will bring about efficiency and cost savings. So streamlining will make us more efficient, essentially, or cause us to be more efficient. As you may have noticed, bring about is very common with certain types of things, right? And this is where I come back to the thing about common co-locations. So it's absolutely a good match with any type of change to bring about a change. Maybe that can be the one to help you remember. To bring about a change, to bring about a transformation a paradigm shift, an increase or decrease or growth. So those are the things that naturally kind of click together with bring about. I just want to stress as well that when I'm saying common co-locations, because sometimes I say this and people are like, eh, I don't know what you mean. Fair enough. It's, it's a kind of a weird word to say something really simple, which is just basically words that go together really well. Let's think about it like ham and cheese, okay? A beautiful combination. You can't beat a simple 
but beautiful ham and cheese sandwich. Perhaps you disagree with me. Or maybe Greek yogurt and honey. Beautiful combination. Or tuna and mayonnaise. Now, maybe that's a little bit more controversial, but for me, there's nothing better. Nothing better than tuna and mayonnaise. I mean, really. Mayonnaise, I'm like addicted to mayonnaise. This is really bad. I have to sort of really control my mayonnaise intake. But you get my drift, right? Things that things that go together well. I hope you don't stop listening to me if you don't like tuna or mayonnaise or ham and cheese, but you'll have to tell me what your preferred combinations are. In a nutshell then, just before we move on, to bring about is to cause something to happen, to bring about change. That's kind of the one I want you to take away for that one. Last but not least, let's have a look at the third one on the list. And again, I'm going to give you a little bit of context and we're going to go with the presentation again. Imagine you give a presentation about a project that you did last year. You know, one of the ones where you're in front of your team and you have to tell them about a successful project that you worked on or whatever, you know, you know the drill. Maybe it's internal or a case study or maybe even a potential client. Maybe it could be external as well, actually. At the end, you finish up. Um, you say thank you any questions let me know and unfortunately somebody puts up their hand or maybe in the chat they do that little hand icon and you're like really do you really need to ask a question (laughs) I know I get this feeling as well if I speak in Spanish and sort of someone asks me a question I'm like is that really necessary do you really need to ask that question could you not just send me an email afterwards anyway they ask the question you're like okay getting ready for it And they say something like this. Thanks, John, Maria, Pablo, Sarah, for your presentation. But could you tell me a little bit more about how this project came about? Could you tell me a little bit more about how this project came about? And you're like, oof, good grief. Uh, I understand the first part, but maybe I'm not really sure what they're trying to say with come about. Maybe you think, well, I think they're kind of asking me how it started. So I guess I'll just answer with that. Or maybe you ask them to clarify. What are they asking you anyway? That's the important thing. Again, and this is a pattern with all of these, it sounds more complicated than it is. If somebody is asking you where this project or how this project came about, what they're asking you is, how did this project come into fruition? How did it come into being? For me, it's not exactly the same as saying, how did this project start? It's like, where did it come from? How did it come into being? How did it happen? Why did you end up doing it? Now then, imagine how you would answer that question. You want to use the phrasal verb. You're like, oh, okay, how do I use it? Well, here... There are some common combinations where we use this phrasal verb. For example, well, thank you, John, for your question. That's a really good point. Well, actually, this project came about due to a collaboration on a previous project. Or maybe the project came about because of a recent collaboration that we did. We thought that there could be an opportunity, so we wanted to explore it a little further. So we could use a a cause connector there, due to, because of maybe even result. This project came about as a result of some previous work that we did with another customer, for example. And we can also use it with some other prepositions like after. 
Well, this project, thank you, John, of course, for your question. Great point. This project actually came about after working with our partner for a few years and we wanted to develop this project with them or this product with them, for example. As you can see, there are some common sentence structures and this is where I recommend you start. Maybe you want to use one of these in an email or you want to use it in a presentation. We'll start with some of the common sentence structures. I'll put them in the newsletter with some other examples as well so you can come back to it. And I hope that that will give you an idea about how you could maybe use it. Feel free to copy and paste or put it into your next presentation prep. But, you know, start there. Start with the common sentence examples. That seems to me a logical place to begin. To wrap up the episode today then, so we've had a look at three business phrasal verbs with about. To go about something, to do something, to carry it out, to bring about, to cause change, and finally to come about. How did it come about? Meaning, how did it come into being? You can see across all of them that there's kind of this idea of like action, doing things, carrying things out. And really, I think the highlight for me is that they all sound harder than they actually are. So if you can remember what they mean, you don't need to worry about in the moment. You're like, how did this come about? Oh, okay. How did it come into being? No worries. How do we go about it? How do we do it? They're phrasal verbs that sound a lot more complicated than they are. As I said, I'll be popping some more advice about how to use them, different things about the technical elements and the sentence structures in the newsletter. If you want to get your hands on that for this week, you need to sign up by Friday, the 16th of February at 10 a.m. And I'll send that straight into your inbox for you. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed that one. I hope it was useful for you as well. And I look forward to speaking to you next week. Bye-bye.